Hi, welcome to Anton Knows. I'm your host, Anton. This is episode 32, and this is part one of David Tennant's era, and he was the doctor from 2005 to 2010. He is probably the most beloved of the new doctors, and he had that signature uh, brown coat, and he suggested that to the showrunner, and he said to him, I want a brown coat. And they stitched together from a number of pants and trousers this blue striped suit that he wore. So he was kind of like a crazy college professor. That was the look he was going through. David Tennant has a lot of connections to Doctor Who. And we'll just talk about this briefly before we talk about him. Because he's got a big biography. Now, he's still running around doing all kinds of other things with Doctor Who. He's still working on big Finnish productions. And he is doing, right now, he's doing Around the World in 80 Days. And he's also working on a new version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. So he's doing a lot of stuff. And he, uh, how did he get involved with Doctor Who? Well, when he was very little, he would sit by the television set with his mother, his father, and his grandmother, and he would watch Tom Baker's Doctor, and he always wished that the monsters could be scarier. And so when he was a little kid, just like we always do, if you're from my generation, what did you used to do? You didn't play on the computer. You went and played in the yard because the yard was the realm of imagination, and you could basically do anything there. So his grandmother knitted him a Tom Baker scarf, and he ran around pretending he was the doctor, and he was saving everybody from make-believe monsters. And he loved it. Unfortunately, as time went on, he didn't uh, know that if he would get to be involved with Doctor Who because he felt uh, the show eventually got canceled after Sylvester McCoy uh, was out of there. And they figured, well, he figured, well, maybe I'll get to appear in something or that's it. He realized that Doctor Who was, a, you know, a show and, uh, you know, little kids, we always believe that things are kind of real. And, you know, people make that up and people uh, do that. You mean I could be the doctor one day? So that's what he thought, you know, maybe one day. And he did a lot of breakthrough performances. He he played uh, a young guy who had a troubled past and he wanted to be a, a DJ. Uh, he did a lot of other movies. He, he appeared in a double, uh, a big Finnish production doing a small part in that. And he appeared in this Doctor Who computer animated uh, TV series. So... When Christopher Atkinson announced that he was leaving, all the tabloid press jumped on this big announcement, who's the new doctor, and the BBC didn't keep it secret. Oh, we've got David Tennant, and he already was this big established actor. Russell T. Davis said he always wanted to be the one to come to him and tell him that he was the doctor. But uh, his assistant went and said, the other showrunner said to him, Guess what, David? You're the new doctor. Wouldn't that be a fun? So this dream that where he's running around playing in his yard, pretending he's the doctor, gets to be a real thing. So as we go through his tenure of the first season, second season, and third season, 
and he did it for a bunch of TV movies. Uh, we'll discuss that when we get there. Uh, he met this young woman who appears in an episode called The Doctor's Daughter. And she happened to be related to Peter Davidson. That was Peter Davidson's daughter. And the episode was called The Doctor's Daughter. Guess what happened? He fell in love with her. He started dating and then got married and had a bunch of kids. He says, uh, Peter Davidson, when he appeared and gave the toast, he said it was kind of an odd thing. Two doctors and a doctor's daughter, which is very uh, weird. But there you go. So he is part of the Doctor Who family forever. That's basically what's uh, been going on there. So let's talk about... Now, this is technically the second season because Christopher Atkinson, is, they call it a reboot, but it wasn't a reboot. I would say it's a restart. It's a brand new uh, Doctor, but brand new adventures, but we're still continuing right where we left off, sort of, with uh, these new adventures. This is the second season. So we start off with the Christmas inva uh, invasion. A, um, a group of alien warriors... Uh, attack Earth on Christmas, how nice, how appropriate, with uh, robot Santa Clauses, or Father Christmases, as they call them in England, and uh, this uh, these, like, really evil warrior aliens. So, well, not really evil. So, every time the Doctor regenerates, he kind of needs to uh, rest for a few minutes before he can... Uh, get back his full power. So it's up to the doctor, it's up to Rose, Mickey, and Rose's mom to kind of like earth, uh, the, avoid the third authorities and try to help them uh, get to recover. So then the TARDIS starts working again and everybody can understand the aliens. And the doctor wakes up and he says, Did you miss me? He says, the only problem is I don't know what kind of man I am. Am I a good man, a bad man, a great man, a, a poet, a pirate, a, a coward, a hero? Oh, maybe that's what I am. So he defeats the Saragat leader, and they fly away and tells him, leave, leave Earth and leave, and leave Earth alone. But Earth authorities, under the uh, discussion of this uh, new prime minister, blows up the spaceship and the doctor says, you shouldn't have done that. That wasn't necessary. That was slaughter. And he said, well, we wanted to protect Earth. He goes, no, you didn't have the right to do that. So he says, I can stop your uh, in a single word. So off the doctor goes with Rose in tow on their next adventure. The new Earth. We come back to uh, Earth in the future. These cat nuns have cured every ailment. And everything is great, but an old enemy, this uh, girl, she's a just a fold of skin, and she's voiced by uh, Jane Judy Dench, and she needs a new body. So whose body does she want? She wants Rose's body. But eventually the doctor and her defeat her and everything, in a, in a sad sort of way. And Tooth and Claw. Ever wonder what the big secret that the uh, uh, royal family has? So we meet Queen Victoria, and a group of monks come with a mysterious prisoner. And this mysterious prisoner turns out to be a werewolf. So the doctor's very excited. He's like, wow, that's impressive. That's really interesting. That's Christmas. Wow, I love it. 
But he's also scared, and they run around, and they eventually defeat the werewolf, and uh, 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 the uh, queen gets a scratch. And so she dubs the doctor as a, uh, a knight of the realm, along with Rose, but says to them that they should leave Earth and never bother Earth's authorities again. So she creates and sets the foundation for Torchwood. Yeah, its origins are in Doctor Who, and it is uh, there. So uh, she's like, you mean that big secret? They're werewolves. Okay. What's the best episode of this season? If you ask a Doctor Who fan, many will say this one or that one. Me, it's this one. School reunion. Why? Sarah Jane Smith, of course. So the Doctor and Rose are undercover in a school, and they find that the school is inhabited by these bat-like creatures, and there's some jokes about, you know, when you were a kid, you thought that the ki- the teachers lived in the school. Well, all the teachers have basically been taken over by these bat-like creatures. And their, uh, the, their uh, main host of them is uh, the fire that played Giles on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So we see K-9 again. We see Sarah Jane Smith uh, reunite with the doctor. Hello, Sarah Jane. And this eventually leads Russell T. Davis into leading to do the Sarah Jane Smith Adventures. Now, remember, they tried that once before, and they called it Canine and Company, and it didn't quite work. But this time it worked because Elizabeth Sutton was terrific, and she's, wow, she's wonderful. So they made a kid's show, but it's connected to Doctor Who. Unfortunately, after a couple of seasons, and she made appearances on Doctor Who later on as well, she passed away while they were still making She Nobody knew she was very ill while that was going on. But School Reunion is one of the, the best, and the Doctor's even tempted by these aliens that they can undo time. They can save the Time Lords. They can save everybody, but Sarah reminds him, you know, once something is done, it's done. You can't undo it. So then the girl in the fireplace this is another really good episode. So Mickey goes with them, the, uh, Rose's former boyfriend. They go to a spaceship, which is stuck between here and Versailles in uh, France. So the doctor meets this uh, countess, this mysterious woman, and... She sees the doctor, but time, it changes each time he kind of goes there, kind of like uh, Narnia. So he journeys through this portal through the fireplace. These droids attack everybody, these androids. And they keep saying one thing over and over again. We don't have the parts. We don't have the parts. We don't have the parts. So it's really, really great reminiscence of that little boy saying, are you my mommy kind of thing. It was really, really, really great. Uh, as set of a very sad ending, but really, really great. And then Rise of the Cybermen. Now, I have a little bit of a personal connection to this episode because, number one, I love the Cybermen. I think they're my favorite Doctor Who villain. I mean, everyone loves the Daleks. Who doesn't love the Daleks? But I love the Cybermen. So, in that episode, uh, I visited London at one time with my aunt. And I went there and I had a, a great time. 
and we went on a city tour, and the city tour uh, guide was an actor. And he sa- I said to him, oh, so you're an actor, Doctor Who? And he went and said, yes, I appeared on Doctor Who. I was one of the people who ran away from the Cybermen. I said, during Rise of the Cybermen? He says, yeah. I did get to go inside the TARDIS, though. I said, oh, cool. So in Rise of the Cybermen, Mickey presses a button on the, on the control panel, and uh, the doctor just forgot to tell him to stop pressing it. They go to a parallel Earth where the Cybermen are rising again. This rich fellow wants to end all disease, end all poverty, end all pain, end all suffering. So he becomes their new cyber controller and states a new reign of Cybermen. So this is a part two in Age of Steel. The Cybermen have risen again and they have become completely and utterly dominant. So it's up to the Dr. Rose and Mickey to stop the Cybermen before they can invade our world and take over every other world there uh, too. Mickey decides to stay because in their world, in this world, uh, Rose's father is alive and he's uh, a big industrialist like he always wanted to be. And Mickey's grandmother is alive. So they decide to, uh, he decides to stay and bring the fight to the end of the Cybermen. But, of course, uh, can't keep a good Cyberman down. Uh, in Idiot's Lantern, in 1930, uh, 1953, uh, during Queen Victoria's Jubilee, uh, there's rumors of monsters all over the streets of London. And Dr. Rose are ready for action. It's not a great episode. It's, it's not bad. The, the, the next one, the Invisible... Uh, the, Impossible Planet is another two-part of Dr. Rose's journey far into the future. So there's just this planet on the edge of a black hole in these spaceships. And uh, there's these creatures called the Ood. We run into them later on again. They're uh, sort of servants of humanity, and they listen and talk to them. But they've been possessed by some kind of ancient force. And uh, this mission is more or less uh, doomed. Well, the doctor uh, and Rose try to figure The doctor gets separated from Rose and the TARDIS. So the doctor journeys into, guess what, Satan's pit. And guess what's there? The devil himself. And he needs a new host. He needs a new body. So he takes over one of the members of the crew, unbeknownst to Rose and the rest of the crew, after he takes over all the ood. So... Uh, the doctor has to stop him before it's uh, too late. And he, of course, he gets the TARDIS back. Love and Monsters is probably one of the silliest episodes of all. They do a Scooby-Doo montage and everything. Uh, a, a guy who is just some ordinary guy in, living in London uh, is in league with this alien. He doesn't know he's an alien. And this alien uh, called the Absorptrus. How do I know that name? It's just simple because he was suggested and created by a fan. Uh, Blue Peter, which is this very famous British TV show, uh, did a Doctor Who monster contest. So the BBC decided to do that too. So they designed and created this creature that can absorb people's uh, bodies and uh, into it. 
uh, it's not a great episode, but it's it's not too bad. And fear her during the Olympics during 2012, all these weird, mysterious happenings start to happen, and uh, he this woman inside this television uh, enslaves people or destroys them, and the uh, connection of this little girl this tiny alien race and her drawings are all connected. So the Doctor and Rose have to figure all this out. Army of Ghosts. Remember I said something about the Cybermen? Well, the Doctor and Rose go back to Earth and find out from Rose's mom that the Dalek, uh, that the Cybermen, well, first it's a group of ghosts. The Doctor even sings the Ghostbusters theme and has like a proton pack kind of thing. And he says, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. But they find out that these aren't ghosts at all. They're Cybermen. And they're all over the world and all over England. And now they have followed a giant ship that came through their portal so they could invade our world. And so, they, well, what about the ship? And the doc, they ask him, we merely followed it. What's in the ship, you might say? Guess what? Well, in the next episode, Doomsday, inside the ship is the Daleks. So it's the Daleks versus the Cybermen for the first time. They wanted to do this, but uh, Terry Nation wouldn't let them do that. I don't know why. that It would be a blockbuster idea. Why wouldn't they ever do that? So here they get to do it. And the Cybermen battle them. And it's uh, trying to turn people. Torchwood in this version gets destroyed. And people get turned into Cybermen. And uh, so the Doctor has to make a very desperate decision. He, uh, Mickey returns from this parallel Earth. And along with Rose's father. So if you go to this other Earth. And... The doctor can't use the TARDIS to go back there and, and be with her. He said if he, uh, uh, if she gets stuck over there, she's stuck over there. So the doctor uses a device to suck the Cybermen, the Daleks, and stick them in between both worlds. Sort of an intergalactic hell, as he puts it. So Rose's father grabs Rose before she is sucked where the Cybermen and the Daleks are and takes her back to this parallel Earth. So now she's trapped in this other Earth forever and the Doctor can't be with her. He says goodbye to her and is very upset, but that's just the way things are. But you know that things are going to change as as time goes on. All through uh, the third season... The doctor is like mourning Rose and doesn't really want to take on a new companion. Or does he? So what's up next? Well, the apt up next is the return of an old enemy. The doctor uh, does more adventures. And is this one of the greatest Doctor Who's of all time, according to fans? Or is it? That's we'll explore next time on another Anto Knows. <laughs>